We have hope. Hope that things can get better. And they will. You called it Jesse James. Jesse, a.k.a. The Bizzle. Oh, The Bizzle, thank you. <laughs> the Bizzle? Thank you, The Bizzle. Yeah. The Bizzle. All right, ladies and gentlemen of The Bizzle cast, welcome back to The Bizzle's Daily Rebels, here with the season two episode, Homecoming, about the Sindulas, episode uh, 15 or 16, uh, depending on how you are counting. I took a few days off from this, um, was a little sick, was a little busy, supposed to have the solo commentary out by now, I don't think it'll be out uh, by the time you guys uh, see or listen to this, um, but I promise that is coming soon. Um, I also semi-accidentally, but semi-purpose, released the episode, the two episodes following this uh, before, just because they're two of my favorite episodes ever. There's, of course, um, the honorable ones where Callus and Zeb become friends, and it's uh, stuck on a planet, and Zeb, you know, accidentally turns Callus going forward, which is great, and maybe my favorite straight-up character episode of the series. I also did, um, uh what is the Ahsoka episode called? Uh, where they go back to the, um, they go back to the Jedi temple on Lothal, but there's a different entrance. And this time it's Zeb and uh, I'm sorry, it's, uh, Kanan and Ezra, um, and Ahsoka. And they have three very different visions. Um, there's some similarities between the visions that Kane and Ezra have compared to the first time they went. Ahsoka, of course, basically just gets the confirmation of Vader and dealing with her feelings about abandonment of and by Anakin, and it's just brilliant all around. I meant to come back, and you know what? This one will still come out, and you guys will be able to listen to all of them. Then we've got two great droid episodes uh, coming up. Uh, normally, I'm not a huge fan of the sort of C-3PO R2 episodes in the Clone Wars, but I do love the ch- episodes with Chopper. Uh, and some of the other droids that we're going to meet. And then, of course, the two-part finale, Twilight of the Apprentice. Now, we already saw the first of the two main uh, Hera character episodes um, uh, in uh, Wings of Glory or whatever it's called, um, where she gets, you know, the B-Wing. And she doesn't really have to pass the test with the grumpy old Mon Cal guy um, so much as... Um, uh, you show a little bit of humility um, and that she's worthy of it. Of course, she shows pretty quickly that she is indeed worthy of uh, of the B-Wing, and it's a big help. Now, what I did miss was the giant battle where they had losses, and again, we're getting crushed by the Empire. Okay, sorry, I'll get back to that. They set up the episode similarly in terms of Hera needing help. Here, it's her father, Kanan. He's already telling everyone to relax, even though he's the nervous one. He's giving Ezra a hard time. This is, a, this is the, the ultimate sign that he has a crush on Hera. If you didn't think so up till now, this is the ultimate meeting the dad. And try, here it is, rest of our crew. Ezra, Sabine, Zeb <laughs> gets them all wrong, forgets Chopper. Oh, man. Oh, man. Shams and Dula at your service. So, Simi and I started our Clone Wars commentaries, and we started with the Ked Bane arc, which is the end of season one, early season two, uh, where he steals the holocron, they're looking for the baby Jedis, and so forth. Um, it, it's a great introduction to the series, since the series really picks up mid to late season one, but I did miss the three arc, the Ryloth uh, arc, the three episode Ryloth arc that happens right before it, where we meet Shams for the first time, and that's one of the first all out, like, huge clone versus robots 
that's trying to protect a planet that's fighting for the Republic and against the Separatists and so forth. And so, uh, you know, again, as I keep saying, uh, you know, I, I came to Rebels well before Clone Wars, but you come back after meeting those characters in the Clone Wars and in the cultures and all the Twi'leks and so forth, and you really have so much more appreciation. And while, you know, Kanan's hero worship that eventually turns to the heavy skepticism needed because this guy's kind of a Saw as character that seems to do the right things at some times, but his methods are questionable and he'll backstab and betray even his own daughter. Um, uh, no, until then, he's like annoyingly hero worshiping, which is part of his love for Hera and partially honestly worshiping the guy. I mean, even Sabine knew who he was from the Clone Wars, as young as he is. And, uh, but because of Freddie Prince's performance and we keep wanting more Hera and Kanan stuff as time goes on, uh, it's really an excellent part. But yet again, it's about Hera converting people to the side. So even though on the surface, this is very different. Okay, hold on. Let's go here. We haven't spoken in years. Right. He was a hero in the Clone War, fought with the Jedi to free Ryloth and Droid Army. Right. So he's still fighting the good fight like Saw. Which is exactly what Sagrera did. He went from fighting uh, against the Separatists to fighting against the Empire. And, uh, you know, it's not an unusual character trait for people who are extremist freedom fighters to neglect or even abuse their family. But to see it in a very touching, three-dimensional way um, through these two's relationship, and you know she's got to turn him. It seems for sure he's going to backstab her. This is one of those, I don't mind that I could see the plot points coming because the the dialogue and character stuff is great. It's nice to see Hera not be whiny, but actually be the mature one and just be kind of annoyed and mostly disappointed that you know that he's going to such extreme measures uh ignoring her the death of her mother etc lost causes but what's so is she doing the french accent yeah you know they gave the the twi'leks sort of a french accent the clone wars and they wanted Hera to be able to kind of speak it as an accent or a different language and god vanessa marshall does a great job so it doesn't bother me it was very gutsy and unnecessary and doesn't add to the drama she could have just done it once or twice or not at all but vanessa marshall's a super pro and so she can do whatever the fuck she wants but this isn't like her with the the Pergel or some other hair episodes where she's a little irrational. Or even the Bewing episode where she's like demanding almost Princess Leia-like, of course she is Princess Leia, that they give her, you know, the the ship. Obviously she should have it. She to learn humility there. This is the opposite of that where, where she's, you know, very mature and has to be the big girl in the room with all these much older veterans, I guess, especially her dad. All right, here comes the hero worship with Kanan. Mesa window, yeah. Out to number 100 to 1. And, but like with the viewing, she needs to get them on their side. It might seem like it's a huge difference. And sure, the the rebel armies of Ryloth are a little bit more important than a B-wing, although the B-wing's important. It, it's still a case of Hera getting new enemies, or getting... Uh, new people to their side yeah she gets to have some little side conversations with 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 shams sidekicks he probably doesn't forget i see a lot of him in you oh my god she wants to kill kanan he's right though they're both natural leaders and that's what they have to come to realize is she's as great as she is because she was born to him you know, she's got the blood, but she's also seen his experience, but she's not as merciless 
and uncompromising as as Shams or Asham or um, uh, I saw Guerrera. And so this actually has a really nice continuity with Rogue One and then the Sagrera episodes in season three and four of Rebels. And they do need this cruiser, just like the B-Wing. It's much bigger, more important, but they do need the cruiser. Now, this episode was uh, co-written by uh, Dave Filoni, um, which, while this isn't exactly a narrative masterpiece, because that's not the point, it's not shocking that Filoni uh, would want to write it and direct it, uh, or did he just direct it? Hold on. Filoni... No, he didn't write it, but he, he... directed it because this is such a important strong connection just like rex and the lost commanders you know the good clones that are still around uh, a great connection important connection to the clone wars yet another season two episode that just seems like uh uh you know a, a one-off family story but man does this continue to be por- important going forward sham of course joins their team they need the the twi'leks <laughs> we've been hit oh this is a great notion that they would come in on a purposefully blowed up or partially blowed up tie bomber so that they wouldn't have to get clearance there wouldn't even be time to get clearance here and gonna nail the crash landing she's awesome mm, that looks great the ships always look stunning Uh-oh. They found the plan. Uh, they've been betrayed. They need her to get them on. Now they're going to stun them. You can see this a mile away, him being a cocky asshole and her not trusting him. It's important that she is right again about him. Or I should say that she's been right about him, but even she would not think he'd go this far in betraying. He's in great shape. I believe both t- uh, Twi'leks and uh, their cousins, the Togrutas, like Ahsoka, live longer than humans, which is important in terms of Ahsoka continuing to appear in things. I also want to point out that while Hera is an unbelievably designed CGI Twi'lek, uh, you know, it's funny because in the original trilogy, and I think even in most of the prequels, Twi'leks are resigned, relegated to dancers or, or hologram dancers or servants, and to immediately have the leader and, you know, like the Princess Leia character be a Twi'lek on this show and the pilot and the mother and everything and no one even comment about it is fantastic and shows that those were exceptions. And when you meet Shab Zadula, you know, in the Clone Wars and then again here, you can tell they're they're like uh, not quite Mandalorians, but they certainly have that fight, feistiness, intelligence, pride about their culture and so forth there. Right, this is kind of a cool idea, is that it's 
it's totally impractical from a winning standpoint to not capture this ship rather than blow it up. But Shum doesn't think that they're going to win in the way that Hera does through the rebellion and through, you know, organized rational actions. He just wants to create a giant fireball for his people to see for his own glory. And he comes to admit it that it's not about, it's certainly not about the rebel cause. It's not about his cause. It's really not about anything other than his ego and that's why these two end up joining Hera and and the dad ends up getting on board with capturing the ship and they still get a nice fireball of the star destroyer which might have been a nice plan from the beginning but again the transfer of information like Admiral Holdo to Poe Dameron is never quite clear in Rebels you just gotta roll with it there's the, the mouse droid you gotta love it he's still concerned about Hera so the question so you know, she comes to be reattached to her dad after all this, you know, when he improves himself and them helping each other, uh, the rebels and the Twi'leks helping each other. Uh, but if it turned out that he had zero strategic importance, it's interesting to think whether she would ever pursue this or, or just try and get out of this situation and say, fuck it. But, you know. You know, I complain about, you know, Zeb, Ezra, Sabine, and Hera all are, like, from very important families or lineages in different ways, in ways that don't, aren't necessary, but I would argue that by far, Hera's is the most believable, compelling, and important. Now, they make Sabine's the most important with Mandalore, and by the way, guys, since my last recording a few days ago, they've officially announced that not only is John Favreau's 10-episode Star Wars live-action series going to be about a Mandalore post- empire in the original trilogy which many of us suspected but they're actually calling it the mandalorian and it's going to be about an actual mandalorian on the outer rim uh probably some sort of scoundrel uh, not boba fett not jango fett i don't believe but i'm sure we're going to see a lot of our favorite characters not that those are my favorite characters but there are a lot of people uh, among people's favorite characters and so man I, you'll be hearing more from me and simi and the star wars crew soon about the mandalore Mm-hmm. He's finally trying to do the, the <laughs> Ezra's so good he can talk with animals. He's got crazy force powers for his age and size, but he's not great with the uh mind control and then now he's way overselling this. Yep, Canon says not bad for your first time. <laughs> the usual sort of a great plan god i love t circle i'm watching the good place right now oh she is so fantastic she is adorable i've been saying she's stunning and she is but the, the combination of her looks and personality is like the cute it's like 100 out of 10 on the cute scale like i said it makes you want to just curl up and die how adorable she looks and sounds and acts t circle in real life which really informs sabine Although I will say she's playing a character on The Good Place. I don't want to ruin anything about that show because there's so many twists and turns. It's hard to really talk much about it other than the premise without ruining anything. I will say she plays a character in that uh, that is uh, 
shows that she can play a character like Sabine. In fact, Sabine's a much better person than that character is all I'm going to say. So she can run the gamut from adorable to badass and everything in between. God bless her. And maybe, maybe, maybe we're actually going to see Tia Sirkar play Sabine in the live action Mandalorian show. Uh, even for an episode it would be so great. Right. He's saying you haven't seen what the Empire has done to us. I don't know if Harris says it directly, but she's like, yeah, we've seen a lot of what they've been doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is her play. Oh, and they can hear it in the prisoner room. This is so important. Yeah, this is so important. Yep. You inspired me. She, again, this is the Princess Leia thing. She may act annoyed sometimes, but when she's leveling with you, she's being totally honest. She leads by example. She inspires people without trying. She's Princess Leia. She's Captain America. You know, I love that character, especially the way they've been able to make all them. Like, Ray, three-dimensional. It's amazing. Amazing. I'm with you, Hera. Yep. It, I think it's cool that he turns the sidekicks. You've been fighting with Shams forever. What does he say here? Right, I guess you have your chance to prove me wrong is the best. Basically, he's just outvoted. He still doesn't want to do this. Or he's just acting like a dick or both. Mm-hmm. Here they go. Here comes the teamwork. And it's him witnessing her leadership and teamwork that obviously puts him, in addition to his repressed love for her, that puts, puts him over the top. Okay, here we go, baby. Space battle. Mm-hmm. It's what rebels do. We may not like each other, but we're fighting the same people. Why is Kanan flying the shuttle? Your, your victory will be brief, he says. Still not on board. Right? He's like, we failed. She's like, we're almost in the clear. <laughs> yep. Has some Ahsoka in her, too. She's way more practical and grounded than Ahsoka, obviously, but she is totally fearless when the objective is in front of her. It's great. All the characters contributing, the guns, the flying, the logistics. Where's Zeb? There he is. Lousy imps. Carabast. It'd be funny to see how many, with all these Rebels Clone Wars rewatch how much of it shows up in, in solo i've done one rewatch since i bought it but i wasn't following super closely that's gonna be a great great commentary guys with simmy definitely check that out in fact all my simmy star wars commentaries are absolutely killing it uh you guys have been super supportive of my star wars i just want to take this opportunity during this great fight sequence oh yeah they're pulling back together yes and this is why i love star wars and this is why you love star wars and Thank you for being here with me. Look at that design. We see that go all the way until, uh, man, do we see that in The Last Jedi? We, we, we see that carrier design more and more. I don't know if it was in the original series. All right, here we go. As usual, you think there's like 10 minutes left. Nope, they're about to wrap this up. Wrap it up, B. I'll help you. Go. Yeah, that's great. I mean, it, it, 
it's just always great to see how loyal Ezra is to his, his crewmates, but especially they're all listen to Hera. Whatever problems everyone has with each other, other than that early Sabine Hera fight, which was just about, you know, Sabine growing up and wanting to be sitting at the grown-ups table at the beginning of season one, they always listen to Hera, always trust Hera, and that rubs off on everyone, including people like Hera's dad, who shouldn't need it, but there you go. Uh-oh. You want him to blow something up? And he gets to do it himself. Oh, this is great. This is so cool. Look at the Empire. Cocky as usual. They've set one of the bombers adrift. A foolish tactic. Expect more obstacles, but stay the course. <laughs> yeah, we know where this is going, baby. <laughs> Woo! Oh, another gorgeous explosion. For you, my people. Mm-hmm. Here we go. That's it, Hera. Boom. He's on the side. Captain Sindula. Uh-huh. That she is. Awesome. They got a new ally and her dad back. Yeah. All right, guys. A little rusty. Um... But it's great to be back on the horse. Of course, I have, uh, you should already check out um, The Honorable Ones and Shroud of Darkness. Excuse me. All the Ahsoka episodes are ranked extremely high at IMDb 9.2. Shroud of Darkness with Yoda and the Grand Inquisitor and blah, 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 and Vader. Now comes the Forgotten Droid and Mystery of Trapper Base. Two, you know, again, quote unquote, smaller episodes that do amazing world building, but really push things forward in terms, in terms of their new base. And of course, Twilight of the Apprentice, which I'm still hoping to have Simeon for. I, I've told him that I'll p- probably not, but Twilight of the Apprentice not only has a 9.8 IMDb, but it has over 2,300 ratings, which is many times more just number of ratings than anything else. People love that as if it were a movie. I can't wait to get to that. So thank you guys for joining me for Star Wars, uh, for the Bizzles Rebels, Star Wars Rebels Season 2 Homecoming. You have been amazing. I have been the Bizzle. I'll be back at you soon with more commentaries and stuff. But for now, the Bizzlecast is out.